I thought I was going to piss myself laughing when he started talking about that raccoon taking the freaking pizza pipe from him. If he had said the raccoon started beating him with it, I'd have lost it right there. So what's up, trade crew? Welcome back to another episode, number 92 of HVAC R&D with Ryan and Dennis. We are powered by Keystone Sales and Associates. They are your premier mid-Atlantic manufacturer's rep for PHVAC products. We have just the two of us on here, bud, which I didn't think we would get a chance. We got a lot of guests coming up, but. Yep, we do, we do. We just got through with one and uh, had a great time with him. We'll talk about that a little bit. Without further ado, let's get it going. Yeah, come on. What's up, trade crew? Like Dennis said, welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D, number 92, closing in on the old century mark. But uh, just a quick word from our sponsors. This show is brought to you by platinum sponsor One Thing Marketing. We've got a, we got a meeting tomorrow, finalizing a lot of the website stuff. So hopefully by the time this drops, you guys will be seeing some finishing touches on that thing going up at HVACRD.com. And if you're not following us on social media, please make sure to check us out on Instagram and TikTok at HVAC.RND, as well as on LinkedIn and Facebook at HVACRND, and on TradeHounds, which the count is 14 and 30 something when I looked the other day. So it's, it's, it's going, it's growing. Sweet. Yeah, I was watching them digging the dirt again the other day on there. I know, can't help it, man. That, and I've seen, I've seen so much stuff for like these big, uh, like heavy equipment trade shows are going on right now. Right. Oh, yes. I, I, I kind of want to go to, to one of those. Show and play with that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to go to one of those one day just to see all the heavy equipment because apparently I'm permanently a three-year-old that likes to play in the dirt with toys. Yeah, nothing against the press fitting, but yeah. <laughs> if I could get on a backhoe and drive it around in an exhibit. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, I'm going to sign up for that. So, like we said, you know, go check out the Vendor Hub. Sign up for the mailing list at HVACRMD.com. Also, for any other information, please check the link tree in the bios of our social media. So, uh, with that shameless plug out of the way, um, I think it's time for one of these. Hey. Oh, we almost synchronized. Open those. That, that's oh. our Olympic sport. Synchronized beer opening 
That's right. And I feel like we've been letting our IPA friends down. We used to <laughs> kind of dabble a little bit in the beers. Ryden's been, uh, he hasn't been straying far from the hitchhiker box. No, I'm just steady, steadily crushing the old cerveza. So you hitchhiking it? Absolutely. Thumb out. I did bring a uh, little bit different. I do have a salt and lime hitchhiker. Ooh, very nice. Michelada. I mean, I'm looking at my watch. It's 63 right now in Fort Mill. That's that's close enough. And uh, I apologize in advance for the weed eaters in the background. Um, actually, we could just pretend we're recording at a golf course. Does that work? <laughs> right. I mean, it is a golf podcast. Sorry, Matt. Yeah, uh, still trying to make it a golf podcast. Whoosh. Man, if we could record out at a clubhouse just out on the patio, that'd be sweet. Hey, you know what? The world is our oyster, sir. <laughs> so what have you been uh, What have you been getting into? Um, well, so we're, you know, it's officially spring now. Um tune-up season trying to sell some coil cleaner get that out there um a lot of guys are kind of trying to finish up getting their pms ready and man that thing is going at it it's not that bad on my end oh because now they got the leaf blower Uh, oh yeah the The backpacks product (laughs) we've went from the uh the stand-up mower to the weed eaters and now they're grabbing the backpacks because naturally the uh groundskeepers parked their truck right outside my window and <laughs> while it is late late afternoon you think they'd about be done but since it's spring and we have sprung forward they got a few extra hours of daylight so they're working late oh yeah but um well, i was yeah, gonna say so, what are you seeing what's a uh What's a big mover for you on cold cleaners? Everybody still is using the same similar products. In a lot of, yeah, in a lot of cases. Um, I've seen a few more people start to get into the aerosols for indoor coils. Right. Which kind of makes sense in a way. But mostly it's still just your standard, you know, there's some people that, you know, are all about the, the universal, you know, tri-power or triple d whatever you know your flavor is the the orange bottle um i see that a lot when i'm doing training and i've got you know i've got a blue coating on the condenser everybody's like can we use triple d on that yeah as long as you see the blue start coming off yeah pull it back a notch (laughs) yeah please dilute please dilute i always uh tell them i say you know what when i used to wash the old linux coals they had a black coating on them. You uh, get some good foamage, hit it with it, hit it with the hose, and it's like, oh, shit, where all the black go? He gone. Now, was it was that an epoxy coating similar to what we saw? And I think I, Train did some epoxy. Of course, most of their epoxy pools, I think, were indoor, weren't they? We'll have to ask our train yeah. buddy down in Texas. Well, so the I'm not sure what I mean. These were like 2005. Linux units. I know on our end, on heat pumps, you know, you see the gold coating for mini splits. That's a uh, hydrophilic or folic. I might screw that up. 
Um, haven't looked at the spell on that lately, but that is to shed water for so we don't ice up in heat mode as nice. quick. Right. So some guys are putting that on the indoor coals too because of humidity, trying to keep humidity down so the water doesn't sit on the fins um, and get blown into the air. I mean, we're starting to seriously split hairs on humidity now. That's a homeowners, homeowners are becoming very knowledgeable. They, they know where they want their humidity. The houses are getting more high performance. So I was going to say, I was looking at some ERVs the other night for my new house. I'm going to have to go that route, by the way. We'll have to talk to our Centrotherm friends to uh, get some of that sweet green venting. Yeah, I mean, I, it's going to be foamed top to bottom walls and everything there uh, you go. on a slab a raised slab so i'm gonna have to get some get some erv action which i'm excited i was actually seeing something the other day where they were taking a uh like a 20 sear heat pump inverted heat pump and using it to do radiant floor heating Ooh! so it's a it's like a hot, it's like a water coil. I, I, I'm going to have to work on that and I'll, I'll report back, but it's kind of a, it's not using a boiler or anything. It's using heat pump for that. So nice. that's the future of that, you know, boilers, big cast iron boilers and stuff are kind of like for us down here in the South, you know, we think eight, we say 80% furnaces are going away. That's what's going away up there. So. God, this salt lime Modelo's got me burping like crazy. It'll happen. It's a little foaming action here. No, so that's, uh, yeah, I thought about doing something crazy stuff like that. Now, but, see, uh, we we use a lot of tankless water heaters doing radiant. Right. Um, up in the mountains. See, I don't have gas in that neighborhood. I could put in a tank. Um... I don't know, I might could put a hundred gallon tank in. I'm trying to go full full electric. I mean the neighborhood's full electric, but Yeah. I would like a tankless, but the brand that I'm repping, there's you know, those heat pump heat pump uh, water heaters, tank tank water heaters. They're uh They're pretty solid. They're I, you know, I haven't heard a lot of I mean, I've heard some noise complaints about them or some vibration, depending on where they are, right? Yeah. There's a compressor at them running, but um, I haven't really heard anything bad about them. I was going to say, do you have enough room in the old mechanical room? Because those things are taller than us. <laughs> okay, mean, there you go. I'm going to try to put my water heater in the garage. That's the way I grew up, having them out there, you know putting a 50 gallon water heater in the attic not a fan of that i don't yeah i'm not a fan of of putting water in the attic that's everything this neighborhood i'm in every one of them oh no thank you how can you and the thing is can you even get the things out once it's up there i mean i mean how are you getting those through the access are they skinny enough yeah they'll slide through a pull down um yeah my neighbor sprung a leak the other day he didn't know it was leaking his pecs, we had, this neighborhood has had a bad run of pecs in like 07. Some like uh, class action lawsuit 
packs. It's uh, it, was it wasn't the PEX aluminum PEX crap, was it? I don't, no, I don't remember it, that. It's just like it's gray though. It's not blue and red and white. Okay. It's almost like a polybutylene. But it'll just spring a pinhole and just start spraying. <laughs> and I mean, you know that when you know you know when you notice that, it's way too late. Yeah, no joke. He noticed just his whole bathroom ceiling just drenched. And you know, it's like, an easy. What is pick. that? <laughs> Should probably guess who did the sheetrock in there, right? Yeah, that was me. That was another uh, case of beer. I was gonna say, did you earn another case of beer for that one? <laughs> I guess. I told him I he couldn't find anybody. I mean, I remember I had a I had a buddy who he and his wife had like in their laundry room in the place they were renting you could kind of reach over the top and get into the wall it's like the sheetrock didn't go all the way up in the laundry room for some reason right it, it had maybe three or four inches um to the ceiling and their cat jumped down in it <laughs> oh that was so it. they had to knock a hole in the living room side to get the cat out but then they didn't know how to fix the sheetrock, so I, I went over there and fixed all the sheetrock for them. <laughs> oh. I was like, I said, how on earth did you let the cat do that? Like, well, we didn't think you'd do that. I said, I guess probably most people don't either, but... Curiosity. Yeah, literally. Killed cat. Yep. Luckily, uh, you know, they could tell which one he went in. And they didn't, you know, knock holes through every single 16-inch <laughs> right. section between studs. Oh, God. That would have been awful. <sighs> uh, yeah, so had a good show with Justin. Yes, we did. A lot of fun. Through blue. Yep. We've had, yep. Some, we've had some good shows lately. Uh it's yeah, I like fun. to get into a little bit of everything, as we've said before. I don't know, you know. I was listening to some of the uh, <laughs> some of the Jason, the Wicked. Ain't no rest for the Wicked. God, we had a lot of. God, I mean, I forgot about half of that stuff, dude. <laughs> I, he is. He I just goes through it. I know. I could not stop laughing. We can say anything about days. him. Because he said he doesn't listen to these shows. That's true. Well, he listens to this show. He just doesn't listen to his show. Right. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah, he doesn't listen to his own show. But, dude, I thought I was going to piss myself laughing when he started talking about that raccoon taking the freaking piece of pipe from him. <laughs> if he had said the raccoon started beating him with it, I'd have lost it right there. Yeah, I mean, and the, and the, the problem <laughs> is he's serious. I know. Like, he's for real. <laughs> I know. It seems like for our northern, you know, True Blue was Delaware. Um, our, our northern guys don't have the critter problems we got down here. Well, because, you know, they've got these these nice, you know, creepy basements they hang out in. But right. the critters don't seem to get in there, I guess. I, I don't know. God, Flintstone and them, those basements just look like, where's the moonshine? It's got to be down here somewhere. <laughs> where's the moonshine? It just looks... Yeah, like, where's the moonshine? Or, like, you know, 
just people just tied up down there. Oh, they just look horrible. I did think it was interesting uh, when Justin was talking about, you know, going on to vacation to the Outer Banks. When, you know, I think I've only been to the Outer Banks like twice in my life. I've never been. And one time I was so young, I don't remember. I feel like now I just need to because yeah. everybody from up north keeps going and hanging out in our state and I don't even know what's down there. Well, it is a different part of the planet over there. It's just its own little... <clears throat> I'm looking forward to hitting some North Carolina beaches when I move. I'm not moving closer to the beach, but it's just going to be a horizontal drive. There it is. Which, granted, the drive from Valdez to Raleigh to out to New Bern and everywhere... Huh. It's you a, never, it's you never, pride, yeah, man. you never realize that North Carolina is that wide. Is that the right way to say it? Yep. It's I a wide that. state. It's a wide state. It's awfully flat too. Like when I'm going towards like Fayetteville, I'm like tobacco field, cotton field, tobacco field. It's just <laughs> yeah. We literally go from. The mountainous peaks above over here, all the way down to the sand, sand and salt flats. So Which I have to, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say they grew, they grew indigo and stuff too, I believe back in the day down out that way. What the hell was that? I think they used it for like dye. Pretty hmm. sure. Trying to find a coal leak. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Way to tie it back in. <laughs> Told you this was an HVAC show. Uh, so speaking of golf yeah. podcast, famous for natural blue colors, indigo, indigo fera tinctoria. There plant? we go. Or is it like a yeah, it's plant. Flower? Okay, it's from the bean family. Is the original sources of indigo dye. There you go. Because yeah. hmm. you know they had to have something to give the cotton color. Yeah, but I thought they just dyed it. Exactly with oh. indigo. Thank you very you got, much. So you got blue to start with. That's all you had. Also, you can get blue indigo seeds on Etsy for $10. Just throwing that out there. Thanks, Google. Yep. Oh, man. So, Foreplay, right? The golf podcast that I listen to a lot. They have a guy on their show. There's four of them. He's a newer guy. He worked for Golf Digest. Danny Rappaport. And he's on their show now. He's 20-something years old, and they they all, you know, they're big Twitter guys. So something, they always say, comes comes across their desk, right? One of them was just on Google, and there's a New York Times post that said, Dan Rappaport was a Latvian-American investor. Um, he's outspoken critic of Russian President Vladimir Putin. Falls to his death from a high-rise apartment. And it's literally Dan Rappaport from the podcast. His <laughs> picture on <laughs> on there. Oh, somebody didn't do their research. Totally the wrong guy, right? I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this was out. And I'm trying to find it. And it's gone now. But it's just, it's like, there he is. There's old Danny just on, <laughs> on the New York Times. So I was scrolling through Instagram right before we started recording and they made like this whole post with in black and white 
like we miss Danny and it's like got <laughs> the, uh, Sarah McLaughlin song in the background for it. <laughs> oh god I was dying that's Great. awesome I mean maybe one day we will be big enough up in the spotlight I think our goal for this year is to record at least one show from a golf course we have yeah, to we can do that Oh, Zach, our buddy Zach, he's calling me right now. Hey, maybe he's got a crawlspace confession. I should answer it. You should. What's up, buddy? What's up, dude? God damn it, let me call you right back. <laughs> well, that didn't go over well. Matt, 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 you're on the podcast right now. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm recording. I figured I'd answer it. What's up, man? You're recording right now? Yeah. You got anything to talk about? You got a confession for us? Well, you know, one day, <laughs> Dennis, I got Joven with me. Of course you do. He just ride around with you all day. <laughs> he sits beside me all day long. It's a little dummy doll. I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, did that guy that you had on there last week, the second rest for the week, I had laughed so hard at this episode. Yep, that's what we were just talking about. Wait Tonight, for the next one. What the hell are you guys recording so early for? Um, because man, we got to get stuff done. We got life, and I got to cook on the grill here in an hour. Yeah, man. Did my is is my time right? Like, is it it's four twenty five? Yeah. Like, what, you know, okay. All right, I'll call you back. All right, later. Hey, see yeah, you. Dude. All right, bye. <laughs> oh God, of course, Zach. Can't take nice. it. <laughs> nope. Uh, Dennis, hey Dennis. <laughs> God, what a psycho. So, uh, anyway, um, what else is, uh, you got some springtime, not yes, springtime, you got some matchups. So, uh, one of the more interesting matchup, I would say issues, but I don't really feel like it's an issue. I think it's just getting used to new technology. Um, guys are struggling, you know not understanding why multi-stage heat pumps and coils can't be used on, you know, existing 1990s furnaces for a dual fuel matchup. Um, it's like, cause they don't know how to talk to one another, man. I said, you're trying to put a, you know, a three stage inverter or a multi-step inverter on this single stage furnace with a coil and it's not rated I Said, you know, we can't just make it work. And on top of that, and it's not just even in dual fuel matchups, it's also with, you know, multi-stage AC and coil matchups. You know, it's hard to put a three-stage air conditioner on a single-stage, you know, 1992 80% furnace with a PSC blower. Right. It, it just doesn't work. Um, you know, and they're not, they're not really putting out, you know, AHRI ratings with a multi-stage AC with a coil only because they can't really prove what it can or can't do without having the proper indoor piece. Um, yeah, the so, rating, we I re, we run across that a lot. It's like, yeah. why don't y'all's product rate with this? Well, yeah. you have to pay for that. That's it. That brand well, has to pay for that. And it's not even that. It said, guys, there's not ratings for outdated products with right. newly updated standards. It's just well, you know, there's no way to do that. 
So, you know, that's, that's something I've, I've started running into a little bit more now that, you know, we're into SEER 2 and EER 2 and HSPF 2 and all the twos that have, you know, taken over. Way to get creative, EPA. Good job. I'm just um, ready for three. Let's just move on to three where we, we rank inverter products at different levels. Yes. Because we're, we're rating all this stuff wide open. And it's just, it's really getting hard for salesmen. It's getting hard for homeowners to understand what they're buying. It's just not, and it's, you know, we're not far from it. It's time. We're these, I mean, especially the product that I'm repping, the 15 sear full inverter product, that just gets all confusing. Well, and you know, when you, when you pull a AHR rating on a pump, <clears throat> you know, you see, this info, this info, and then you see 17 degrees and you see 47 degrees. Neither one of those is really truly giving you an idea what's happening anyway. No. Well, we know that if it gets super cold, it can do this, but it still doesn't even, you know, it doesn't even take strips or anything else into account. It doesn't take, even on inverters, it doesn't really truly show you where you're picking up or what you're gaining or what you're getting at a, at a lower temperature. Right. You know, we had, you know, Ben on here, HVAC Strong was talking about, you know, being able to put in a, a heat pump inverter up there that can run down to really, really low negative temperatures. Well, I mean, and you can't even see any of anything like that on an AHR rating either. So it makes it very difficult to explain to homeowners what's going to happen. And then you also have instances where, you know, I've had had customers that that'll say one thing to a homeowner or another, and then it can get misconstrued by the homeowner where they just assume they're never going to have to run a heat strip. That's not the case. No. Um, there's going to be a time when it comes on, and, you know, and we'll have, you know, they'll call the contractor angry because they see their auxiliary heat strips come on when it's 32 outside. I'm like, well, that, well, my unit's frozen and my auxiliary heat strips on. What's going on? This thing is a piece of crap. It's garbage. Get it out of here. No, sir. Um, Maybe in defrost. <laughs> well, what's my. that? I said, well, if you know, have you ever taken a frozen piece of chicken out of the freezer and had to just let it sit there for a minute? It frosts up. <laughs> um, yeah, and, how, and, how, and, yeah, and how do you get that frost off of it? You put it in a microwave and you add heat to it. So <laughs> that's probably a terrible analogy, but it made sense a little bit in my head. I'm not the tech guy uh, that Dennis is, but that might be uh, that might be. What's his name's version of a heat pump? Tesla? There it is. It can thaw your chicken too, folks. <laughs> Built-in microwave. Yeah, that's that's where we're we're getting obviously you're gonna hear us say that on here a lot about heat pumps. That's that's where we're headed. That's, so I really think we gotta start rating these a little different. I had a class this morning. 25 guys and that's starting to be the questions that I'm getting and they're giving me some good feedback from homeowners too right because homeowners are changing I keep saying that trying to get everybody on board with that um, but the that December that we had that two weeks there he now now these these salesmen are getting asked like well how how could can my heat pump perform down to this tent without a heat strip I mean these are what this is what our homeowners are asking now. 
They used to not be like that. But, um, well, speaking of training, um, I know you were pumped. You had your, uh, or you're getting ready to have some of your first training in your new, uh, training room. So, uh, what you got going on there? Oh yeah. So I did have a, did have my first class. Of course it was like 27 degrees outside. Perfect. Um, don't have heat really in this warehouse yet. There is an upstairs space that's conditioned. They work up there and it's just a hardwood floor. So, but heat doesn't fall through the floor. It rises. No, it does not. So it was, I got a heat pump down there, a five ton that blows on the wrong way, blows into the other space, but I blocked that plenum off and cut a huge hole on the other side. And I've, I got it up to about 60 in there before everybody got there, which honestly was not a bad temperature to train in. Um, if you're just sitting there in a chair watching me talk, it wasn't the best, but these guys are getting ready to get out in it anyway. So, you know, they were already bundled up. Well, and thinking of that too, since you train with running live equipment, it's actually a positive that it's cooler in there because you can set a regular 68 to 72 degree set point and that sucker's going to run because it's cold. Yeah. I mean, I was actually running AC in there. This was a heat pump, uh, inverted heat pump. So I was actually running AC in there, which was kind of neat, but, um, yeah, you can put it in heat mode and actually with that temperature in there, it started to kind of frost cold just a touch. You know stuff like that but yeah we had a good we had good training in there we hit some golf balls i do have a golf simulator in there i got some cornhole i've got darts <laughs> we something different for the contractors you know we got some coming up where we're going to do some you know we'll have a dart competition give some giveaways we gotta break it up every now and then you know yeah especially like a three-hour class well i'll go for an hour then we'll kind of break it up stretch your legs, eat some food, you know, it's not well, top golf, but it's, you know, but like top golf, you can play any course you would like pretty much with that simulator. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I can't wait to get some more guys in there and do that. I got to build a, uh, I'm going to be building a geo cart. Nice. Cart running geo system, which will be kind of fun. I've, uh, We've got an Arzell. Supposed to have some of them guys on the show at some point. Uh, we rep Arzell. My company does Arzell zoning. They're going to be coming down doing a big training class, going over zoning. I told him, I said, I'm going to need, he wants a four hour class. I said, I want two hours to be over your product. The other two I want over zoning just in Absolutely. general. Zoning and, and duck work. Yeah, practices, right? Good practices. Airflow, zoning. I feel like we uh, feel like we screw zoning up quite a bit out there. Probably one of the most positive classes that I ever put together, which actually you weren't I don't think you had started yet. I put together just a basic duck design and airflow course that I did with sales guys. Um, hey, all right. Now I'm not alone. Hey. I do remember that. Well, I, I clicked through it. You showed it yeah. to me. I never sat in it. But but so I went through 
I could do an hour in an hour to two hours, depending on how many questions I got asked and if they wanted me to go a bit more in depth. Um, I do not have the service tech knowledge that Dennis has, but the one thing I was always good at and understood was airflow and building a duct system or designing a duct system. That was one thing that Cajun Joe drilled into my head, which is a positive thing because if I can get you to put good duct work in, you don't need quite as much of Dennis's technologies all the time. But right. so anyway, all work right together. That's it. So I would do it with, you know, in home sales guys because there are a lot of times where they don't really pay attention to the existing ductwork when they go change the system out and they go change the system out and it's not performing the way they promised that it would perform, but it's because they didn't do the other due diligence to see what they even had existing to work with in the first place. So right. I built, you know, I built the class, went through a lot of basic duct design stuff, and it was literally about trying to get your airflow right. And it was probably one of the most well-received classes that I've done a couple of different times. And it also helped guys be better about upselling duct work at a minimum. Guys were doing a lot better about, you know, replacing and upsizing returns, things like that, because 22 was a more forgiving refrigerant than 410. And I'm sure... Um, as we get more into A2L refrigerants in the next couple of years, you're going to probably see the same thing. If you're not paying attention to ductwork, it's going to become more and more important. And as yeah, we, we continue to have staged yeah, equipment, as right. you said, or inverters, you've got to be able to understand how to, you know, deal with a single zone system, let alone multi-zone systems. I, st- I still hit... I still see guys hit a wall, the difference between a constant torque and a true variable speed. Yep. And I know when I'm given a class, you know, the brand I'm teaching on, our our best, our Cadillac is a two-speed constant torque, which is just pretty basic. Um, you get five speeds to choose from, but you got a Y1, Y2 call, and the outdoor is full inverter. So... But I tell them that outdoor inverter that ramps up and down does not fix bad ductwork. Nope. Here's what ends up happening. And some brands out there will print this, overcomes bad ductwork, however they want to print it. What ends up happening is if you've got a system, you got a two ton air handler and you got one 10 inch return. So that's one ton. That outdoor unit throttles down to match that one ton of load on that coil. So, and it runs, it runs fine, but then the house doesn't keep up. So the unit runs fine, there's no codes. It's just matching that load on that coil, which is not enough for the house, right? So yes, it does, it doesn't freeze up. It throttles down, right? That technology, it's looking at suction pressure it's communicating right it slows the blower down but next thing you know it's a two-ton air handler we need two tons it's 95 degrees outside we need to remove some heat we can't because we don't have enough return um so you get that call you go over there checking pressures everything looks great you know but meanwhile you got a 10 inch return in there so they're smart in the sense that they're doing that right but that constant torque remember it's just a little bit better than a psc motor but not much no 
because you're once you get past a point they say 0.7 for most brands do once you get past 0.6 it's struggling big time yeah point i think our constant torque is just a broad ocean it's 0.8 most are 0.7 you know your gentex your uh I think of some more brands. They're usually 0.7. Now, your true variables, they go up to a one static typically. They're a little more tough, right? The true variable speed will actually ramp up and down. If you look at the amp draws on the side of them motors, right, they're a lot, a lot longer of a gap there. Constant torques, you know, three or four amps, they're, they're done. True variable speeds are 12, 12 amps, right? I mean, it takes a lot to crush those, but. Yep. Yeah, I still think airflow is uh, an issue. Now, the more trainings I do at these middle-sized companies, they're very, very tight on airflow. Like, they're finally like, their sales guy has a manometer, their sales guy know what duck, knows what duck work is, because he'll go out there and sell that job. They go put it in and they're like, God, man, why don't you tell us, you know, we gotta upsize this, we gotta fix this, we gotta fix that. Now you're just, spending money you know can't charge for so well and i'll think i think in some cases we're starting to see <clears throat> we're starting to see a bit more of guys that were in the field the last 10 years start to transition into sales because they're they're tired of the field work but they still you know they still want to be in the industry they want to take a step up do a little bit different job do something different so as we see these guys that go from you know technician or you know, lead installer and they're moving into, you know, home comfort consultants or whatever you want to call it the job. Every company has a different name for it or a different title, but it's still the same thing. You're a sales guy. Um, we're starting that to word. see a little bit more, you know, field experience get into the in-home salesperson in some cases. So right. that does help, um, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had to... You know, Zach, for example, who called in earlier, you know, he yeah. was, he's kind of worked his way through it, you know, besides, you know, he's been secretly lost in the back of a van all the way up to, you know, now he's selling people equipment. So, yeah, he does a good job. And he just texted me and said, dude, that threw me off so bad. <laughs> uh, old Zachary. All right. So, yeah, I'm more saying, to I was going to say, work. work. Yeah, you gotta you gotta tell everybody about Corey real quick, um, just so you know. Oh, we, yeah. we posted the pictures, but I want to hear a bit more since he's he's back home now. I kind I'm kind of curious to see you know some of the insight and some of the inside stories from his experience out there. So Corey went to Dublin for the band. Uh, he was in the uh, the St. Patrick's Day parade downtown Dublin. He said it was. It was killer, but they went over there a week early and toured all the way across. And uh, I think it was a nine and a half hour flight from Atlanta. Sounds about right. Uh, something like that. Four hours ahead of time. Maybe it was almost five hours ahead. So the first morning he was there, it was 5 a.m. here, and he's texting and calling. And he's just, you know, getting a coffee and all this crap. And I'm like, dude, your mom is sleeping stop just stop <laughs> like uh you know tracy sets her stuff at 5 30 6 o'clock she's up and out but five o'clock is night night time so but anyway yeah he said it was uh he loved it 
the people were super nice. The, uh, the bus drivers that they had were the tour guides. So they were, you know, we're talking about a hundred or well, 200 and something kids in the band. So there's multiple buses taking them through the countryside and, uh, column. I think, I think his name was column, his bus driver, but he, he lived there obviously. And, uh, Corey got to got to hanging with him and talking to him and he'd get on the microphone and tell everybody you know what's going on and to the right you see this and to the left you see this so old columns backing up probably about two days in he's backing up this tour bus uh, you know this uh what do you call it not tour bus I wish it was a tour bus uh the coach the big coach buses yep he's backing it up you know, there's a ton of kids on there talking and he backs into a mirror from another bus. Oh crap. Blows the whole back window out. Literally. The whole back window. You know, it's huge. The whole thing, the whole back just glass. Blows it out <laughs> and they end up like throwing some plastic over it and cruising around for a <laughs> for the rest of the day. And uh felt bad so all all of uh cory felt felt bad for the guy but cory's just that kid right i mean so they would give they would give cory like 15 euros for each meal and whatever he had left over he would just save and at the end he had about i don't know 25 euros left over and he just give them the call he's like here you go bud. thanks i can't use these where i'm going back to <laughs> so um so no, he said it was. He said it was great, man. He's the, the nobody's on their phone. People are just. He said it's hard to explain. People are just enjoying life, and technology and everything just doesn't take over over there. I don't know. He noticed that. So. Well, it's it's different. You know, it's been a while since I was in Europe, but it was just a different. It was totally different. Um, even when I was there. Was still a cell phone era, but it was not the way it is now. Right. So we the band sent out a link so we could see them live. I sent Ryden this link too, so we could see if we could see Corey when yeah. he went down the parade. Could not get it to work, by the way. Of course I was trying to deal with it on a phone and driving half the time, so I guess that makes sense too. Yeah, it's kinda like the British network, but Ireland and uh so I'm watching it. I'm like, I don't know when they're coming up, you know, the parade's going on and they're zooming in. So they come up to this one float and they're playing YMCA. I don't need to go in any further than that. They're having a ball on this float and I see Fort Mill right behind them. I'm like, oh, sweet. They're coming up next. As soon as that one float goes by, commercial break. No. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, Tracy's going to snap. It comes back on, they're gone. No. I mean, it, they're, they're like, the commercial break was 10 minutes. And when they come back, it's like three bands down. Um, so we had to find it on Facebook and YouTube. But every video you pull up, all you can hear is that YMCA jamming in front of them. Corey said, oh, yeah, that's... He said he couldn't even count off. So he's center snares. So he's trying to count off each time. 
And he said, I kept counting to YMCH. <laughs> he said, all I could hear, they had, you know, giant speakers on the float blasting it. And uh, <laughs> that's all he kept hearing. So he said a couple times, uh, I think they played, they played Sir Duke, Stevie Wonder, for the parade. Nice. And they played it at the speed of YMCA a couple times because Corey counts off and that's where it goes. Um, so I think it was a little quicker than most Sir Dukes. Playing it to a quick step today, boys. Let's go. That's right. So he had a good time. Of course, he got back here at midnight Saturday night and was supposed to go to Boone for a band clinic for college band. The next morning to leave at seven and i said buddy you can't you can't make it plus is that his time's all jacked up. oh yeah he skipped that got some rest i think his uh jet lag wasn't too bad on him but he is young so i think he uh he's adapting well so yeah he had a good time we'll, we'll post some more post a few more things yeah absolutely but, we got to get into uh, HVAC R&D sports management update. That's it. That's it's it. Been a while. It has been a while. Um, which, granted, you know, winter slows down a little bit of that stuff. Um, so, if if you haven't heard us talk about it before, um, a buddy of ours and his how old's Izzy now? Well, she's what eleven, twelve. Um, so. You can find her on Instagram at Rippin' Lips Ricky Lee. Um, I love that. She is a a budding youth fishing sensation. Um, and you know, for us, you know, Dennis and I, you know, we played sports as a kid. Um, you know, I used to coach rec league basketball all the time, even when I was in high school. Um, we had Justin on here last week talking about, you know, how cool it was that he gets to sponsor the little league fields that he grew up playing on. So, you know, you know, and youth sports is a big thing, you know, and. Well, youth sports molds these kids, man. Yeah, it's what molds kids. That's right. Um, you know, and we grew up in the generation where you actually had to win to get the trophy. Um, oh, yeah. What a concept that is. <laughs> which, you know, seeing someone like Izzy get into you know a competitive environment now that also kind of blends in with older age groups and everything else you know she's in a position where if you win you win if you don't you know you try better again next time um and that's yeah you know, that's how it really that. works he's like we got a tournament coming up and the next day I, I didn't hear from him I'm like how'd she do he's like I mean she didn't win I'm like dude how many fish did she catch? Did she, it doesn't matter. Did she finish, you know, 150th or 12th, right? We, That's right. we want to follow her journey and that comes with good and comes with bad. You That's know? right. That's life. I mean, um, she wins one. That'll be great. If she doesn't, she'll learn and it's going to be good for her. You know? That's so. right. So I know Dennis, you've got um, some updates. She had a tournament on March 4th. Yep, thinking, yep. She had a, a BASS tournament 
she did finish 14th. Now she's fishing against high school kids and all kind of stuff, right? So yep. uh, she finished 14th out of 86 boats and he sent me a picture of them launching. It's gotta be overwhelming for her. I mean, I remember fishing tournaments just week weekday, like, you know, bunch of guys throw in $25 and it's, we had 50, 60 boats on a, on a Wednesday night and it's mayhem. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we launch it's, uh, you know, it's crazy. So her being her age in a, in a tournament like that. Um, so the weather still getting a little funky, right? We're getting ready to get into some good fishing weather, but she, uh, she caught, she had two pound. Well, she caught a two pound fish. That was her keeper. So she finished 14th out of 86 boats with one fish that day. Yeah, which, two pounds, five ounces, single fish. That's solid right there. Well, that tells you how hard fishing was that day, for sure. Well, and they said they lost a couple. So, you know, if she hadn't lost two of them, hell, she might have been top 10. I don't know. I don't know who, you know, I don't know what the weigh-in was for who won. but. And I think we're going to, so we got her some some swag coming. She's. Uh, they just got their boat wrapped. Old dad got the boat wrapped, got her logo on there. Of course, we have a logo on there. <laughs> we got some videos of that, to, you know, to check out. We'll post some on Instagram. But, uh, yeah, they've got, I mean, I've been getting pictures of her uh, from her dad, her hanging out with uh, uh, Kevin Van Dam, you know, these pro fishermen. They're, they're all about it. They're like, man, look at this kid. Yep. So, it's going to be pretty cool. They got uh, got some more tournaments coming up, and we'll report back as we go. But yep, I know they've got another big one coming up that's supposed to be, I think, eighty to one hundred and twenty boats, something like that. Which um, we should be getting info on that any day, um, and hopefully by the time we get some of that and we get some of all of her stuff in here. Um, we'll be able to put together some cool compilation videos and post them for everybody so that you can kind of see what's going on. Yeah, she's got, I know her mom posted something the other day. You know, when, when you got a kid in your family that's into something, everybody's into that. It's just what it is. Yep. You know, Corey's in the drums. Kylie's starting to pick up ukulele, right? Like music going in the house. That's what it is here. I know her mom posted something on Facebook where she was, she caught herself watching a, a fishing tournament on a Saturday morning, which I used to watch, but she's like, I would have never watched this until my daughter started fishing. So, um, yeah, we got some stuff coming down the line for her. It's going to be pretty cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, seeing her hoist a trophy up or something at some point, but so, Zach didn't have a crawlspace confession for us. I know, right? He was not prepared. I will say that. We, well, that we was, caught him off guard a little bit. He may... He's calling me for something. He's probably got one. He's probably got one. We do need to get... Uh, I know Jobin's listening to this show. It's about time for him to get into something. I don't even know what he's got going on right now. Well, apparently he's riding around with Zach, so Lord only knows what those two geniuses are getting into right now. My buddy. And the old my buddy doll. Yep. That's why I used to tell everybody, some guy, you know, if somebody keeps calling you, I'll get you a my buddy doll, man. <laughs> <Hang out with. laughs> 
So we got any uh, got any new partnerships coming down the so, line? So um, I've had a couple conversations. Um, like I said, I know at this point we're really trying to just get website and everything finalized and finished. Um, got a meeting with Brittany, Sandra, and Evan tomorrow to go over um, some final edits and some other stuff to kind of get it get it wrapped up, and then once. Once we get, you know, Vendor Hub completely solidified, hopefully we'll start adding a few more as we go. Um, but yeah, I've had a conversation with a company that I'm trying to say, I guess that there's a lot of smaller companies that, that don't always have back office support. So we're, we're talking with a company that specializes in doing, you know, some answering services and some other things like that, because you got to start somewhere. And it's, you know, it's hard to hire three different people to run an office when you're still trying to figure out how to, you know, run two or three guys in a couple of trucks um, to make all the ends meet and keep everything going. So, you know, you've got to start somewhere and being able to potentially have a partnership to kind of help steer guys towards, you know, something to help with that would be a very positive thing. Um, that That's also customer service, right? Correct. Correct. That's a whole nother animal. Like when it was me and my boss just out there doing installs and service and with our hair on fire driving around, the last thing we wanted to do was answer a customer service call. <laughs> That's it. Well, and you um, don't really have time to do that. You know, you're you're sitting right. in the in an attic, you know, and you're sweating your sack off. And the phones, the phones ringing, and you got a torch in one hand, and this phone's ringing. Like, no, I can't do this right now. Yeah, you got. You um, really don't want me to answer this right now. No. Um. Yeah, I then, thought that was kind of neat, and like I said, that fits for certain size companies, right? That's it. That's it. And that's you know, there's going to be things. There. Go ahead. I mean, it's out there, right? Yeah, it's, it's out there. Huge. Yep. And the the whole point of the, what we want to do with the vendor hub is we want to have things in there that can help your business whether it's big or small. So there's going to be things that fit certain companies that doesn't, does, doesn't work for others. And then there's going to be stuff that works for this company that doesn't work for this company. So, and that's, that's the whole thing is, you know, having, helping you guys have an easier means of some vetted resources to help you in your business. Um, and then we met another guy while we were in Atlanta um, that does some really cool stuff with, rooftops and and helping manage rooftop replacements with some different equipment and tools so um i'm working on you know following up with him and seeing what we can do to kind of get him involved um now his you know and for him his stuff may be a bit more regional than some other places but you know what that's an important thing too you know there's going to be some vendor hub relationships that work better in this region than others that's just kind of how it works um and you know we've got a continuously you know more and more broad audience which is you know blown my mind it is also very fascinating that we have so many people listening from so many different places and we really appreciate it um oh yeah it's it's just really cool to, to watch this continue to grow um as we you know get you know more and more into it um i don't even well, really know don't what else to say, say there Ryden don't want to say it but to get this website on here he is going to start writing articles <laughs> yeah yeah i'm gonna start and talked about that i'm very excited about that and a lot of people probably don't know it but uh i started my social media career what 10 12 years ago now 
14 years ago now um, as a sports writer. So it's kind of, it's going to be interesting to start getting to put, you know, put articles together. And I love to write anyway. It's something I've always enjoyed doing. Um, But it's going to be interesting to start building articles and putting stuff together with vendor hub partners. But, you know, I also want to start putting stuff together with guests and, you know, former guests and other members of our, our continuous following and our friends just to be able to kind of help promote different things in the industry. Yeah. I was going to say something that we can't like dive into hard on here. You could pop over to the website and see what Ryden's been working on with, you know, stuff in the industry, something that our view on it, not, not when you, you know, you go to a brand and then you scroll down and there's something they, they wrote on their, on their own brand it's something we we it's our view on it or it's that's right that's right, right. So, um more of a deep dive into something as opposed to our podcast where we got to cover about you know 30 things that's so it. i'm looking forward to that of course i'll i'll throw some you know some tech tidbits on there stuff that just random stuff that helps me right so that's that's what's cool about the website i'm looking forward to that and there's, there's going to be some people that we don't, you know, they may not actually have the time to get on a show, but I might be able to send them a list of five questions and get some answers. And then, you know, I can build an article based on, you know, some stuff like that. So it, it's going to be an interesting, different avenue to start kind of tying into the show. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Speaking of that, Crawlspace Confession, like what, what is happening? We've got to get some of these. Yeah, come on, guys. I'm sorry that not everybody gets whacked with a, they <laughs> get whacked with the PVC the trash panda stole, but you've got to have some some crazy attic, crazy homeowner, crazy customer stories. You got to have yeah. them. We all have them of one of one sort or another, and they're probably like, "Well, why don't you throw all of yours out there?" You know, I we feel can, like but I feel like a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we throw a, enough info out there. We want some more feedback to tell some stories to get some more engagement here. Um, yeah, so anything that happens to you out there, I don't care what it is. DM us, email us, whatever. Throw it on there. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to bring some of these up with guests. Yes. Know, see what they think about it. So, Also, yeah. before we forget about it, we should have brought it up when you were talking about your Arzell plenum earlier. Um, guys, we need stickers. Oh, yes. We need stickers. I know I've got, I've said this the last show, I've got a stack of people that I owe stickers to that I've got to get out and I'm working on it. Hopefully by the time you hear this, you'll be like, Haha, yeah, I was one of those. And finally it's here. Um, but as we continue to, to grow and we're, we're starting to get um, into discussions with different community colleges and different places that we're trying to help get into and talk to some younger people that are getting into the industry. And one of the things that really helps move that needle is being able to talk about, you know, all of you guys that are on Instagram or on TikTok, LinkedIn, all these different places to show your work. Right. And, you know, Dennis talked about it some, I think the last show and even some with Jason that when he was, when he goes and he's training, especially when he was downstate, was at a big community college, you know, these kids walk up and they're on the plenum and he's like, Hey, go follow these guys. And some of you, you know, they already know. Um, but we want more people to know who you are and be able to go check out your work and help inspire this next generation of technicians. So please guys, if you're interested in getting your sticker on a plenum, 
and helping us continue to push this movement for getting the youth involved in our industry that we desperately need. Reach out to us, hvacrnd at gmail.com or DM us or you know, hit us up on social media and let's figure out a way to kind of get you guys on some of these plenums and you know, do some more good for our industry. Yeah, I was gonna say this morning I had you know females too. This morning I had twenty five technicians with a contra- with a company. They were all either service guys or installers, and here I am with this plenum up there on this running system. You know, and I'm doing a three hour training class on it. I even got a slide now that I throw up on if I gotta you know doing a PowerPoint. It's got some of you guys Instagram handles up there, your pictures, because I when I go into the install portion of my training class i talk about pride in your work and i show some pictures and i say look go follow these guys and i got a room here with 25 guys and i said does anybody recognize any of these guys up here and nobody raises their hand and i had jeff flintstone um pehvac hvac strong right just when we think this thing is huge it's still not out there. That's it. Right. And we want to help pushing all of you guys that have been so supportive of us, but have been so supportive of our industry since in a lot of cases, you know, Mike and Jeff have been doing this for years before we even got into the podcast sides of things. So, you know, we're grateful for, you know, all of the setting of the stage that they've done for us. And we want to help continue to move this, you know, move the needle in the right direction. Yeah, and it's great, right? They come up there, they take a picture of the plenum, they throw you guys a follow, they start looking at everything, and it just helps the industry. Because I'm I'm training three days a week at contractor shops all over the place. So, um, yeah, it's a good uh, getting these, and, the, and everybody in there was 30 and under, you know what I mean? So, um, that was three or four females in there, so... I need to, I had a HVAC Jess sticker, but Jess, if you're listening, I need another one. I've stuck this stuff all, stuff all over the place. Now I need more for the plenum. So, um, yeah, send us some stickers. We'll trade out. We'll trade out with you. Absolutely. I think we got some more we're going to create. Yep. Maybe. Yep. The beer can cold one's a hit. Yep, it is. <laughs> um, all right. You got any, uh, you got any shameless shameless plug, plugs here? Yeah, so uh, yeah, definitely go make sure to follow us on social media since that's what we've talked about for the last three minutes. Um, right. HVAC.R&D on Instagram and TikTok. HVACR&D on Facebook and LinkedIn and TradeHounds. And also make sure to go check out HVACR&D.com. Join the mailing list. Check out the vendor hub. And uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you guys. Peace.